Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about the newest Halo Bassinest features. Y'all, if you have not already checked out the Halo Bassinest, by the way, they're giving Little Z's listeners a special code, so hang on, I'll tell you about that in a second. But the Halo Bassinest is the product that I recommend for safe newborn sleep. I absolutely love that you can have your newborn close, but not in your bed. And if you've heard my story, you know the horror of me waking up with a newborn under my covers. And that is what triggered me to become a sleep consultant. You can avoid that moment by using the Halo Bassinest, which brings you peaceful rest and safe sleep. Thank you so much, Halo, for sponsoring this podcast. You can find the Halo Bassinest on sale at Target, Bye Bye Baby, Amazon. For Little Z's listeners, we have a special offer. Visit halosleep.com and use the offer code LITTLEZ10, that's the number 10, LITTLEZ10 to save 10% on any purchase of $200 or greater. Thank you so much, Halo, for sponsoring this podcast. We absolutely love your Bassinest. Hey there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. It's episode 100. You guys, this is a milestone. It really, honestly, Chad burst my bubble a little bit and said, Becca, your audience is probably not going to care about 100 episodes. This is for like you and me to give each other a high five. If you don't know a little background on our business, Chad and I are business partners in this together. No, he is not the sleep consultant, but he allows me and he graciously allows me to be the creative director, to be the face, and literally he helps me put it all together. I just show up talking to this microphone, talking to a camera, and he produces it. So he makes all the magic happen here at Little Z's, and I'm so grateful for him. And I'm saying this because... 100 episodes in, he has edited and listened to and written the music for. I'm just so grateful. So shout out to Chad. Thanks, hon. And today, I told you, I always open up with saying that I'm here to resolve your child's exhausting sleep habits. And this bizarre time in our life right now of quarantine, which if you're listening to this episode past this date, I'm really excited to be with you one day. That will be a dream come true. But right now, we're all at home. And I love podcasts for this reason. It doesn't matter where you are or what's going on. You can just pop your earbuds in or play it on Alexa or Siri and we can connect. And today's is a very special and I actually didn't have this topic written out until last week. Up until a few weeks ago, I had a lot of pressure on our 100th episode. Like, what am I going to talk about? It's got to be super special. And I finally just realized that this is a unique time. We need to talk about, is this quarantine time? time to sleep train. But more broadly, how do you know if it's time to sleep train? You know how I feel about sleep training. I get frustrated when people talk about, oh, the training word is just so harsh. Can we just talk about this for a second? Why are we okay with calling it potty training? We don't call it potty teaching. But some reason when it comes to sleep, people get all flustered and they don't feel very good when you say sleep training. So they say sleep teaching or sleep shaping. We don't say potty shaping. We say potty training. They're just skills that we teach our children, right? And so there are absolutely times where you know you hit a point and it's time to sleep train. It's time to teach your baby, your toddler, your child how to sleep well. And so we actually polled on Instagram and asked, hey, 
How did you know it was time? And we were flooded with so many, so many reasons. And we actually put them in a spreadsheet. We have 21 reasons, but these overlapped a lot. So these were like the core ones that came through. I want to begin and open up with how I knew it was time to sleep train. I actually teased this a little bit in the intro when I talked about the halo bassinet. You see, we had a bassinet, but I wasn't using it because I didn't know what sleep for my newborn should look like. And so I ended up one night with a newborn. I woke up under my covers and that was like the red alarm. This cannot happen again. And I sat down and Googled, how do you get your baby to sleep? And that launched me into understanding that, oh, there's such a thing as sleep consultants. I can do this. And so for me, that's how I knew it was time is because something dangerous and almost like, yes, deadly happened. I don't ever want people to hit that point. What's really sad, I personally think, is that, again, with the potty training and sleep training skills that we just teach our children, why do you have to hit rock bottom in order to sleep train? But yet potty training is just something that like we know, oh, we got to do this. It's like we have to await this absolute horror and then we come to the grips of like, oh, I guess it's not going to happen on its own and I need to do this, right? Like we don't expect our kid to just start using the potty on their own. That's a skill. We have to teach our child to sleep. That's a skill. So while I, I don't want people to hit rock bottom, that's just simply the nature of my job. And what's that I really, not my job, but I guess my field, that's the nature of the field of sleep consulting is that people are absolutely desperate to seek help. And I just, again, I think it's incredibly fascinating that in other facets of life, you don't hit the point where you are massively obese before you start making change in your diet. You just know, okay, to be healthy and to make changes, this is what I need to do. If you want to gain muscle mass, you don't just go and wait until you have no muscle and build it up. Like there's just silly things that we know, like, okay, if we want to work on something, we need to work on something. But yet sleep training is this area of life where we wait till our complete shambles is just everything around us has just disappeared and is just awful. And then we decide to get help. And it just bugs me because it doesn't have to be that way. And so if you, maybe that resonated with you, maybe you really have just been waiting for it to get worse. Like it's manageable. Is that what it's, is that what it's like for you? Is this just manageable? Your child's waking up throughout the night, but it's, you're managing on a few hours of broken sleep. You're like, well, I, I'm not like my friend who got, you know, started to get a divorce, which I've heard because they were both at odds and they both were fighting because the child was waking up all night long. Or maybe you're thinking, well, you know, it's not as bad as my sister, so I should just carry on. We're not here to compare. This is a personal journey, which really comes to like this time right now where we all are home. Somebody sent me a screenshot and they said, all right, I'm sleep training and I'm also laughing because in the first five minutes of your video, Becca, you said, now I'd like you to be home for two weeks. And she was like, check, that's not gonna be a problem. I do ask you to be home during the sleep training process, especially in the first like 48 hours 48 to 72 hours is really important for you to like definitely be home. But this is a unique time where we are forced to stay home and it really could be the right time to sleep train. Now, I'll put a little caveat here before I get into the reasons that others shared that you will probably resonate with. It is not time to sleep train if you are not mentally stable, mentally ready 
or if you don't have anyone around you in your home who could support you. It breaks my heart to hear about families who have maybe grandparents living with them or maybe even their partner is staunchly against sleep training, but one of the partners says, no, I want to do this. And they have a lot of resistance and a, a lot of sabotaging happening because they don't agree. And it's a really rocky place to be. So I would suggest if you are quarantined right now and not everybody in your house is on board, don't do it. Just wait, share this podcast, you know, let's have some education. Send me an email if you have specific questions. But it's also not time to sleep train if you are stressed, if you are anxious, if this really bizarre time in our world history right now is just too much for you to bear and adding something else on like sleep training is just the brick that will cause everything to crumble. Don't do it. It's okay. You don't have to sleep train right now. I know you're seeing a lot of people say, oh, it's time to potty train. It's time to sleep train. It's time to homeschool. It's maybe not for you and that's all right. But maybe you do know, oh, Becca, it is time. I know it. This is the great time to begin because we've got at home and we are able to do this, then I love it. Maybe you already feel gung-ho because you're in this position. But I want to read to you some of the reasons that other people knew it was time to sleep train. So the number one that I always hear is that they were at their wits end. I, when I did phone calls with people, I would write this down and circle it because everybody said this. Everybody said, I'm just at wit's end. They couldn't even form. When I asked them on a phone call, when I said, what would you like to see differently? There was a long pause because they didn't know that things could be different. And they felt silly saying, well, I'd like for them to sleep all night. In fact, most of the time when I asked people, hey, what would you like to see differently? They said, I mean, if I could get like five or six hours, that would be great. And that's when I would tell them, um, you have a two-year-old, so no, we need all night long, please. Maybe five or six hours for you. Uh, I'd want more. But they all hit this at wit's end moment. And you may be feeling that. Don't keep just trudging on. It's time for change. If you're feeling at wit's end, it's time. Other families said they knew it was time to sleep drain because the night feedings were increasing and multiplying. It wasn't getting better. It was getting worse. Now, let's just remember, I'm not talking about newborns. That's not this category. We're talking about babies six months and plus who are having more and more and more night feedings and they didn't need them. They knew that they didn't need them. The pediatrician said they don't need them. But yet there was just more and more nighttime feeds and sometimes less and less daytime feeds, which is a dangerous place to be in because your baby is seeing food for sleep and not for nourishment. And that is not going to serve them as they grow. They will continue to have food and micro meals at nighttime and not eat well during the day. Other things that families said, this is, I love this one. They felt the pressure because they had another baby coming soon. I get a lot of toddlers in our toddler sleepy coaching program because baby's coming, sibling is coming, and we need to get one kid settled before the other kid comes. I hear that a lot. Other families said that they knew it was time to sleep train because they actually were relying heavily on props that were not age appropriate, specifically the pacifier, but also the docatot. Things that even have been banned, like the rock and play. They knew, the mom and dad and caretakers knew that these props would not be a long-lasting solution, right? Like your your diaper situation, that's not going to be forever. You are not going to have a teenager walking around in diapers. They got to use the potty. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, that just keeps coming back to my brain right now. It just makes so much sense, right? Other things that parents realized it was time to sleep train was that it was hindering. Their sleep deprivation was hindering their relationship with their partner, with their spouse. And holy moly, I've been told so many times that, oh my gosh, Becca, you are way cheaper than a marriage therapist, a marriage counselor. Now I do believe I am, I am, first of all, I am not a counselor. I am not a licensed counselor, but I do believe that when you can depend on your little one going to bed, sleeping all night long, so you have the evening and you can sleep all night long in bed with your partner, ah, it's the best. I have been in so many homes over the years where mom or dad are sleeping on the floor or in the guest room. They haven't slept together in years, years, uh, guys, years. And that puts a huge strain on the number one relationship that you need to keep healthy and strong for your children. Other parents said, I knew it was time to sleep train because my health was taking a toll because of lack of sleep. In case you didn't know, sleep deprivation severely impacts your body's immune system, which is really important right now, right? We're all trying to stay healthy. When you're not sleeping, it deteriorates your entire body's health. It just does. This is not Becca just saying this. In fact, in the show notes, you'll find links to the National Sleep Foundation talking about sleep deprivation effects, and it absolutely affects your body's immunity and your immune system. Other parents said they knew it was time to sleep train when they started resorting to co-sleeping. They never wanted to co-sleep. They never wanted a bed share. But oh my gosh, why is my baby in my bed? Or why is my three-year-old in my bed? They have their own beautiful nursery right down the hall. They have their own room that I bought at Pottery Barn. Like everything's perfect. I've heard that a lot too. I remember going into a home one time and mom had custom designed an entire built-in bookshelf that went into the window. There was a beautiful window seat with just matching fabrics everywhere. I mean, it was like the the most gorgeous nursery. And she was like, yeah, we spent a lot of money on this and he never sleeps in here. (laughs) And it was absolutely so amazing to see that on night one, you get in that crib. Like there is no slow transition into this. Your kid if they have their own room, sometimes this is when parents know they have their own room and their own space, but like they're not using it. And so some, sometimes parents realize like, what am I doing? Other parents said that they realized they were spending more time getting baby to sleep than actually sleeping themselves. Woo. Does that resonate with you? Do you find yourself, you are actually spending more time throughout the day and night getting your baby to sleep. And if you're like, oh, I never thought about that. Maybe you should start tracking. Like get your timer on your phone out and do the lap, the lap feature, right? Every time you get in that rocking chair or you start nursing your baby to sleep and see how long it takes and then add it all up and be like, oh my gosh, how many hours am I doing this? And how many hours am I actually sleeping? That's a big deal. Other parents said that they realized it was time to sleep train when their four-month-old went from sleeping great long stretches, like six to eight hours, and they started waking every 90 minutes. That's a really common one because that's the four-month regression. And I hear parents a lot of times ask, oh, can I sleep train in the middle of a regression? Yes, you can, because the four-month regression or any other future regression has nothing to do with your sleep training success. In fact, it's going to help that 
the four-month regression is simply your baby developing mature sleep cycles, and you can help them through and learn how to sleep well by sleep training them. Another example was parents said they felt like they were in survival mode. Okay, right now, to be perfectly honest, I do feel like our family's in survival mode because it's been a week and a half of trying to figure out our new normal of working from home like we always have, but now having our children always home. And we're also in a two-bedroom apartment, so life is just really tiny as we wait and hope and pray that our house will be ready <laughs> this summer. And it's just, we do feel like we're in survival mode, but we also know it's temporary. And I can find hope in that because I know it's temporary. But for many parents out there, there is no hope. They just literally feel like they're in a hamster wheel of spending hours and hours and hours getting their child to sleep with hardly any return and any sleep themselves or for the child at all. By the way, I'm going to just pause here and say, if you are stuck on that hamster wheel, and then at the middle of the night, you consistently just give up and you decide, you know what, tonight's the night, they're just going to cry it out in the middle of the night. I want you to know that is not a sustainable plan. And I want you to know that we can fix that really soon. Obviously, we're going to talk about how you can start sleep training here in a minute. But I think those that matches up that feeling of being on a hamster wheel, and then giving up like then you just you're so exhausted, you fall out of the hamster wheel. Figuratively, you're in your bed and you just can't you just can't do it anymore and you just put the pillow over your ears and you are rude and you're ugly and you're just disrespectful to yourself and to your partner hello I'm raising my hand because I have absolutely yelled at Chad in the middle of the night I'm very mean in the middle of the night when I have to wake up and you know it's time because you're like this cannot happen anymore other parents said that they started having anxiety at bedtime. I'm going to pause and camp out on this for a few minutes. Not a few minutes, sorry, maybe just one minute. But anyways, this is a real thing. I absolutely know people who hired me to work one-on-one -on -one because they said, Becca, when I get home from work, it should be a happy time to reunite with my child but I am so stressed out because I don't know what's going to happen next. They want to enjoy their kid. They want to enjoy being a parent, but they literally can't. And they kind of wish they were back at work because they don't know what's going to happen. At least they could count on <laughs> the consistency in the routine when they were at the office or when they were out and about doing their daytime routines. And now dinner time, this dark stormy cloud is looming over them and they just are so anxious and the anxiety at bedtime becomes just incredibly thick and you can't get out of it. And then you are swimming in a sea of absolute worry and frustration and exhaustion and anger and anxiety and it's not healthy. And you know it's time to make change because you're in that position. Other people said very similarly that they knew it was time to sleep train because they were not enjoying being a parent. In fact, I've heard people say that they didn't want to say this out loud, but they didn't like their kid. They doubted why they even had a child. And that is so extreme. And I'm, I'm just going to blanket statement say you're probably not listening to this podcast if you have never experienced any of these things before. You're like, I'm sure a parent who has a kid who's sleeping great is not listening to a podcast on how it's time to sleep train. So I'm just going to assume that all of us here listening together, holding virtual hands, know this feeling. And it's okay to say this out loud that you may not like being a parent right now. You may not even like your child right now because of how exhausting it is. It's not your fault. It's not your child's fault. We literally are here to equip our children as my mom... <laughs> 
As my mom has said, we are here to equip our children to be independent members of society. So she always says, and it really does start right now by teaching them a basic skill, a basic life skill, how to sleep. I want to share with you the final one that Kate Morse, who is my right-hand girl here at Little Z's, she is absolutely so many wonderful roles. Uh, Mostly she connects with you on support at littlezsleep.com and she is an amazing client care for our community and beyond. But Kate said she put this list for me together from my Instagram and she was like, I cannot believe that this was not on the list, which I couldn't believe either. But Kate said she wanted to confidently be able to put baby to bed and know that she would sleep through the night without constant night wakings. And she wanted the same for naps. She wanted to get her own space and her own time just for Kate. She wanted to get her me time back. She wanted to get sleep that she needed to focus. She wanted to be able to spend time with her husband, Jake. She wanted to be able to refill her bucket so she had more to give to her daughter, Ella, the next day. That is when you know it is time to sleep train. You don't have to hit rock bottom. You could literally just want those things. You could maybe just not have, you know, air quotes, that bad of a sleeper, but you want to be able to put your baby to bed confidently knowing that they're going to sleep all night long. You want to confidently know you can put your little one in the crib for nap or in the bed for nap and they're going to sleep. You want to know that you can have evening time to have you time to do whatever you want to do, to spend with your partner, to spend by yourself, to watch TV, to paint your nails, to take a bath to read a book, to watch Netflix, whatever it is that you have that time, which I think right now during this quarantine time, when you are literally with your children all day long, it is absolutely essential for you to have space. So this is, in my opinion, an ideal time to sleep train. And you know the next step. We have programs for baby, toddler, and preschool all the way up to age five, from four months to age five. Yes, we have our newborn course, but that's not sleep training. I'm talking sleep training where you are able to put your child into their bed, say goodnight, walk out the door. They put themselves to sleep within 10 minutes and they sleep all night long. Or if they're four to five months old, they have one nighttime feed. (laughs) But that can happen and it can happen real fast. And this is the final days of March. And I want to tell you that right now, we've actually extended our World Sleep Day offer. This was, it started off as like a three-day weekend offer celebrating World Sleep Day back at the beginning of the month. And we decided to just keep it because all the coronavirus stuff started happening. And I just thought, you know what? What the world needs right now is sleep. So let's give it to them. So you can save 20% on any one of our baby, toddler, preschool programs by using the code WSD at checkout. So all you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com. All these notes are below in the show notes as well. You can choose your program. Baby is for four to 16 months. Toddler is for 17 months up to three years old in a crib. And preschoolers are three to five years old. Use the code WSD to save 20%. And I want to know, how did you know? How did you know it was time to sleep train? Send me a DM on Instagram at littlezsleep. Send us an email, support at littlezsleep.com. I want to know from you because your story matters and I want you to experience this change. And I want you during this quarantine time or into the future, whatever time it is, I want you to have what you and your family deserve, which is to be well-rested. We all deserve that. It is a natural human right that we all need to be well-rested. 
Cannot wait to have you inside of our programs to walk you through our step by step. I'm giving you every detail step by step. That's what makes my plan different from a lot of others. You don't ever have to guess what to do. I'm going to walk you through it step by step by step. And you get a daily pre-recorded voice memo from me telling you and explaining to you what to expect, what is going to happen, problem solving and encouraging you. So if you love this podcast, you're going to love our programs because you get basically a little mini podcast every single day for two to three weeks. Yay. So I hope you're not tired of me just yet. But anyways, y'all, this was a very special episode 100 and I can't end episode 100 without thanking you. In fact, it's been a while since I pulled up all of our stats here, but it's been incredible to watch the countries all over the world who are listening to this podcast. And and yes, it's mostly America. I definitely understand that. In fact, at the time of this recording, we have 45,000 listens um, in America, but it goes all the way to Lithuania, Poland, Ukraine, Russia, India, Pakistan, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Kenya, South Africa, Argentina, Chile, Bolivia, Colombia, Mexico, all of these, New Zealand, Australia. I can't forget my friends down there. And you guys are amazing. I'm so thankful for you. You've been sharing this podcast all the time. Um, We are just so incredibly grateful for you and for all of the ways that you continue to support little Z's. Cheers, you guys. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Sweet dreams. See you next time.